Welcome to episode 14 of the Shark Bites Podcast. My name is Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I shall be your host once again on this Throwdown Thursday production. And uh, this week, I am not doing any Star Wars stuff. This week, I am not joined by any guests. We're kind of returning back to what has uh, you know, been the focus of this show, which is just me talking about stuff for uh, you know half an hour, 45 minutes or so. Hopefully, you find these things informative and you learn a thing or two, or you maybe uh, you know have some, some thoughts that you would like to share. If you have uh, any thoughts, any comments, feedback, concerns, uh, or suggestions for a show, uh, reach out at uh, sharkbitespod at gmail.com, and I will be happy to uh, to read your, your feedback on the air or take into account whatever you might be uh, interested in hearing. So let me know. Uh, I'm always looking for show topics. I mean, obviously, I can come up with... Uh, you know, something off the top of my head, or, uh, you know, in this case, we have a couple of things planned for the next few weeks. But today, I am going to be talking to you about some of the uh, top 10 films that I watched in 2019 that maybe flew under your radar, maybe you didn't get to hear about because they weren't, you know, widely released. So what I'd like to do is uh, start off my list. And uh, But before I do that, um, what I want to say is uh, some of these folks you can see on a couple of the recent articles I put out on throwdownthursday.com about my top 10 uh, feature film directors. Uh, Three of them are on this list, so I would like you to uh, check that out and check out the films of the folks on that list because it's not all big names like Quentin Tarantino and J.J. Abrams. Uh, There are some uh, maybe not quite as famous folks like uh, while we're going to start. Now, remember, this is in no particular order. I was just, uh, as these were coming to me, I was just writing them down. So the first one I want to talk about is Trinity, uh, which, again, came out in 2016, did the festival circuit, but uh, actually was available for home release uh, right around Christmas. I think it was Christmas Eve it went on sale. And this is available on Vimeo.com. If you follow Skip Shea, you can find Trinity for, for sale there. For rent, you could rent, you could buy it. I bought it because I love supporting independent artists and... Uh, I think that's the way to go. I think that's what everyone should do. If you are someone who uh, is kind of uh, upset about the stagnation of creativity in Hollywood and you want to see something original, you want to see new stuff, you want to see stuff with, you know, that pushes boundaries and really, you know, grabs a hold of you, check out independent artists. That, like I said, there's several on this on this list. So the first one I'm going to mention, like I said, is Trinity from Skip Shea. Uh, Trinity is a film that, like I said, came out in 2016, and it's a it's a, a, a hell of a ride. It is based on a true story, and it is based on a, uh, a an encounter that a man has, a random encounter that a man has with uh, at a coffee shop with the priest who abused him many many years before. Like, he hadn't thought about him for a while, and he just goes out for coffee one day, and bam, there the guy is. So, if you're interested, we did cover this on Throwdown Thursday uh, on our episode titled 
Planting the Trinity of Micro Cinema Seeds. That's uh, episode 153 from seven months ago. And uh, once you listen to the episode, you'll know what that that title means. It's actually several of uh, Skip's projects because he makes shorts and Trinity was his first feature length film. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's got some great acting. Uh, David Graziano as uh, the priest, Father Tom. Um, Sean Carmichael, Diana Porter, uh, Aurora Grable, Grable. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, so good. Everybody is just so good in this. Uh, Izzy Lee plays a small role. Uh, there's some really, really good stuff in this, and it's it's shot well, it's directed well, and you can tell that there's a lot of uh, a heart and emotion put into this because it means so much uh, to Skip. So that's uh, the first one I want to recommend that you may not have heard of, that might have flown under your radar. The next one is uh, a film I just watched recently within the last uh, couple of weeks, and it is The Headhunter. And you might have seen this uh, floating around, but maybe you didn't get a chance to see it. Maybe you were walking through Walmart and you saw the the box art, which is uh, just this really scary-looking Viking dude. Uh, this whole film was done. There are two actors. Basically, it's the, the headhunter, and who he is uh, only referred to as father in the credits, and daughter, but she's only in it very, very briefly. It, the whole crew was uh, a, a grand total of five people, including the director and the actors. It's so well done. It's in a uh, small, um, small setting. You know, it's mostly uh, just this cabin and this countryside, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, doesn't really feel like it's a small setting, but it gives you like a, a sense of claustrophobia while also being like an epic scale. Um, Jordan Downey was one of the. Uh, along with Skip Shea from Trinity, Jordan Downey, who directed this, was on my list of uh, top directors of movies that I saw in 2019. Now, again, not everything came out in 2019, but a lot of these came out, you know, these were movies that I saw or there was, like, some significant release, you know, a home release or whatever happened, uh, you know, home release or they went on sale or they, they stopped playing the festival circuits and went to a streaming service or were available for purchase, like I said. So that's what uh, these folks are on this list. So The Headhunter is one of those movies, technically came out in 2018 to do the festival circuit, but uh, appeared in stores uh, early April. So I 100% recommend this one as well, as I do on every one of these films, obviously, because these are movies and shows from uh, 2019 that I highly recommend actually they're all movies I just wrote down shows when I was making my show notes so uh, there's no shows it's just all movies uh, number eight is Hagazusa which is one that was recommended to me by our good buddy Joe over at the horror squad and uh, this one I believe it was streaming on either Amazon or Netflix and again technically came out in 2017 and the IMDB synopsis is perfect because it doesn't give anything away, which I like. Uh, I was very, very much in favor of that, especially when it comes to a movie like Green Room, where it tells you what it's about without giving anything away. Uh, The synopsis for this is paranoia and superstition in 15th century Europe. Now, if you enjoyed, like, say, The Witch, or you enjoyed 
like the idyllic uh, uh, cinematography of maybe uh, Nightingale or even uh, the nice, uh, uh, amazing. Uh, trying to look at the, the, trying to think of the word I want. The scope and breadth of like the the countryside and the landscape in, say, um, uh, the Revenant, or what's the other one? The one I didn't like, Midsummer. Um, even though I didn't like it, I I really liked the cinematography and and the the way it was shot and the landscapes and everything. Uh, you'll get a lot of that with Hagazusa, but it's also really creepy and really ah, uh, it's it's so good. I recommend it if you like you know that type of horror. It kind of feeds into uh, the same genre as the Headhunter, only there's a lot more supernatural monster stuff with the Headhunter. Hagazusa is just it's just brilliant. Um, number seven, and I love this movie. I own, uh, I control 12.5% of the world's uh, VHS supply of this film, uh, Bad CGI Sharks. Um, those guys, uh, Majama, hopefully um, they're going to be joining me in a couple of weeks because they are about to have the home release. They did a limited uh, release of the VHS and the Blu-rays, but I'm really hoping that these guys uh, will will strike it big because this movie is so much fun. It's one of the funniest movies I watched last year. And as uh, if you follow me on social media, you know that I've watched, I watched over 350 movies last year. Didn't quite hit my goal of a movie a day, but uh, 356 is nothing to sneeze at. And uh, C- bad CGI sharks was one of the funniest ones I saw. I really, really enjoyed it. And so hopefully those guys will uh, be able to join me depending on what their schedule is. Uh, Cause I know they've got some events planned because they are releasing uh, the DVD, like they're having like a, a wide release of the DVD. Um, so that's awesome. That's uh, January 25th, I believe. So just uh, a little over three weeks from now. A little over? Yeah, today's a six. So yeah, a little under three weeks. Sorry, I was trying to do math, and it was a long day at work. Uh, number six, Arctic. Uh, it's a movie that I saw commercial for after, uh, early early last year, so roughly a year ago. It's a movie with... Uh, I, I kind of got confused. I confused this with Polar because, you know, Arctic, Polar, uh, both star Mads Mikkelsen. So you can see why I was a little confused by the two of them. Uh, Arctic is actually a movie about a guy whose plane crashes in the Arctic and it shows him trying to survive uh, living in the, the downed cockpit of his plane and finally rescue comes in the form of a helicopter but the winds are too bad and the, the helicopter crashes and the pilot is killed and the other pilot, the, the co-pilot that's in there, she is gravely injured so he has to decide, you know, am I going to keep her here or am I going to risk trying to trek across you know, the, the frozen wasteland and hopefully find someone so it's a really awesome man versus nature type uh, story, and I, I can't recommend it enough. Number five is Encounter. Uh, Encounter, uh, actually the first episode of this podcast was an interview with the director, Paul J. Salamoff, of uh, Encounter, the writer and director. And that was the first episode I did was an interview with him. And again, I can't speak uh, highly enough about this film. It's a lot of fun. It takes a lot of sci-fi tropes sort of spins them on their head and, and subverts your expectations in a good way. I know that's been a, a kind of a, a, 
a buzz phrase, so to speak. It's not really a buzzword. Buzz phrase is what I'm going with. Um, it's been overused, especially since The Last Jedi, you know, with the whole Ryan Johnson, I'm subverting your expectations type thing. Um, but this does a really good job of doing that, you know, taking some of these tried and true tropes, you know, from the group of guys sitting around drinking beer talking about women when something crashes in the woods, you know, from space right near them. It's like, oh, let's go bring this home, you know, and then see what happens afterwards. That's usually, you know, where the, the bad stuff happens. But this this is where the movie gets really, really interesting. So I highly recommend checking that out. It's got a great cast, including uh, Tom Atkins and, and uh, Liam, not Liam, Luke Hemsworth. So definitely check that out. Another movie you might not have heard of uh, that came out last year, it's called There Inside, directed by Jean-Paul Pennelli and uh, produced by our buddy Derek Dennis Herbert, who we had on uh, Throwdown Thursday last year. Who was uh, He did the Kane Hodder documentary to Helen Back. So uh, I definitely recommend it. He didn't write or direct it, but he was associated with it, so you got you to gotta, you gotta give it up for him. So... I will. Uh, I will definitely recommend there inside. Really good home invasion film. Uh, keeps you guessing until the end. Um, some good kills. Some good gore effects. Some good tension too. So I recommend there inside. Uh, number three was one that we uh, we covered on uh, on Throwdown Thursday, and we uh, we talked a little bit about. Probably not enough, but uh, one of the characters from this film made my top 10 of 2019 characters. Uh, and I'm talking about Candy Corn, starring Pancho Moeller. Uh, his character of Lester as the the guy who runs the whole uh, circus, the traveling circus, traveling carnival. Um, great movie about, you know, a bullied kid coming back for revenge. and It's, it's excellent. It's very well done, very well acted. PJ Souls, Tony Todd, like a lot of really good horror veteran actors. Uh, Definitely check that one out. Um, <clears throat> I think I wrote a review for that that ended up on uh, thedorkening.com. If not, it definitely ended up on throwdownthursdaypodcast.com. So go check out the articles there. If you're always looking for articles, uh, one of the things I'm doing this year is I'm adding more articles each week. So I, I, I went a while without adding one, and now I'm trying to, you know, do more. So there's going to be film reviews and, you know, lists and different articles you know there's even going to be some sports stuff on there because uh i like writing about sports as well i know not everybody who listens to this is a sports fan so you you can skip those articles if you want but if you are a sports fan and you find you don't get as much of that as you would like check it out so enough uh enough uh stalling let's get to number two uh number two is the box uh from it came from the 508 studios and if you remember a few weeks ago I had uh, James Lamond, the writer-director of that film, on. And uh, James is a really good dude. And this cast, uh, we've gotten to know the cast uh, between Dan and Bob and and, uh, Erica and Brianna. Everybody does such a great job in this film, especially for the the smaller budget. And again, uh, Bob Bob Mendel knows because I've told him this and I've hyped him up. He was on a few weeks ago with... uh, the Rev to talk about uh, the uh, the uh, episode seven and eight, and uh, yeah, that was that episode. And we talked about um, how his 
his montage scene in that movie was <laughs> it's like if Karate Kid, Rocky, and uh, the Lost Boys kind of combined and made one one big montage scene, like that's what this montage scene is that Bob has, and it was just it was just absolutely awesome. Uh, I recommend the box. Um, it came from the 508 Productions website. is going to be up soon if it isn't already, and uh, you'll be able to purchase you know the shirts and the, and the movies. So definitely check those out. You know the box is the sequel to One Last Kill. Make sure you check out One Last Kill before you watch the box, even though it's not a direct sequel. Like there's still similar characters and stuff that kind of spills over from one movie to the next. You absolutely owe it to your to yourself if you are a horror fan, you are an indie film fan, or you are an indie horror fan uh, to check out this movie because uh, not only is it a really really good movie that's well done, well acted, well written, all that. Uh, there's some really good people in it. Like we've hung out with these folks a few times, and they've been nothing but classy with us. And number one is one that I actually, uh, because of uh, bad CGI sharks, I was put on to because, as you know, I am a big fan of all things shark. Hence the name of my podcast being Shark Bites. Um, this is House Shark, which is free on Tubi. That's T-U-B-I. It's a free movie app you can get on pretty much any streaming device. Uh, I have I have it on my, my Fire Stick, and I have it on my PS4. You can also get it on your phone. Um, I highly recommend Tubi. They've got tons and tons and tons of free movies, and it's not just stuff like, you know, House Shark. If you're into that, there's plenty of stuff like that. Uh, I love the, the, the lower-budget indie films. You know that. That's part of why I'm... <laughs> I'm doing this podcast, this specific episode. Um, but it's got, you know, bigger name things on there as well. You know, there's tons and tons of movies, all different genres, comedy, drama, horror. Uh, there's some really good horror stuff that I'd never seen. But my number one being House Shark. Again, this isn't in any specific order. It's just the order in which I happen to think of them. House Shark was a lot of fun. Um you know, when I watched it, a couple people were like, oh, how can a shark live in a house? It's got to breathe and this and that. It's like, yeah, I. there's this thing in storytelling called the suspension of disbelief. Like, I am aware that Costa Rica does not have a small island off its coast full of dinosaurs. I get that. I understand. I know that New York has not been ravaged by Godzilla in 1998 or or asteroids in 1997, and we were all saved by Bruce Willis from complete and total annihilation. I know that the Empire State Building was not destroyed by aliens in 1995 or 96, whenever the hell it was. I understand that. I'm well aware. I get it. I get it. But there's, you know, you have to see the movie to understand how it happens, but it's awesome. I love the the gore effects uh, some of the kills are just are just so perfect. Um, I love it. It's uh, direct, written and directed by Ron Bonk. Um, definitely, if, if you have a chance, uh, it's SRS Cinema, which is the same uh, company that put out the Blu-rays and uh, VHS of uh, Bad CGI Sharks. Definitely make sure you you watch that. Uh, again, it's free on Tubi. You have no you have no uh, no excuse not to watch it. And my honorable mention, because I always have to have an honorable mention, uh, of course, Survival of the Film Freaks. 
Bill and Kyle, again, were on my list of top directors. Great dudes, great film. If you love film, you love cult cinema, you love the history of, of how like exploitation and grindhouse stuff became you know, kind of mainstream, like how a lot of people today are trying to make cult films. Uh, I think that's the biggest mistake a filmmaker could make uh, when you're trying to make something a, a cult hit. I don't think you're going to have one because if you're trying, that means you've already lost. You've lost the whole point of what a cult film is, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, Survival of the Film Freaks. Um, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, you get it through Witter Entertainment as well. You can get the uh, the Blu-ray. You can get the VHS. I have the Blu-ray, the VHS, the DVD, uh, bootleg, uh, Rock and Shock Con bootleg version that you can only get at Rock and Shock. I picked that up last year because, again, support your friends who do independent stuff. Whether it's you know just sharing their 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 uh, film, you know, letting someone know about it, watch it, share it. You know, if you have the ability, write a review. You know, do a Facebook Live, tell folks about it. Um, if they're running a Kickstarter, either contribute or at least share the Kickstarter. Get it, as many eyes on it as possible. Uh, because, it, you know, hopefully if you have something that you're going to do at some point, you have some sort of creative endeavor, whether it's writing or painting or, or drawing or what have you, you know, they'll return the favor. Like, that's one of the things I found out about this community is so many people are so uh, grateful that you... you uh, that you help them on their journey because they put so much work into it and they put so much time and effort and energy. And, you know, it's nice to see your friends helping you out. Even if you can't always help monetarily, uh, just word of mouth, getting it out there, you know, buy their shirts. Like, you know, our buddy, our buddy Coop, Justin Cooper, is walking around Disneyland today wearing a Throwdown Thursday shirt. Like, that means so much. Like, the articles I wrote the other day, folks were sharing them all over the place because... You know, they were they were like, oh, I'm so honored to be included on this list. It's like, yeah, I'm just some fucking guy. Like, you know, I don't understand what the honor is like. But it's you know, I understand it. It's it's folks who are like you noticed the work that I put into my craft and I'm working on it and trying to make it better. And I want you I want to share this with as many people as possible and you are helping me do this because you are writing an article or you're telling your friends or you're posting a picture or you're sharing a link. Do that. Help your friends out. There's a lot of work and and time and effort and energy and love put into these projects. So especially if they're they're independent and they need as many uh eyeballs on this as possible. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break, play a couple of a uh, couple of ads, and uh, when I come back, I'm going to plug a couple of things that I have coming up, some new stuff on the Dorkening Network that I think you should check out, and uh, what's going to happen next week on Shark Bites, and of course I will have a fun shark fact for you. So stay right there, and I'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, 
you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey there, this is JB. And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> You're going to need a bigger boat. And I am back. Thank you for uh, staying here and listening and, and joining me on this journey of, of my recommendations from 2019. So next week, I'm going to be discussing the films of uh, one of my favorite directors and one of the coolest dudes I know, Karando Mitsutaki. I'm going to be talking about Karate Kill, Gunwoman, and Samurai Avenger, The Blind Wolf. These are some phenomenal films. Great kills, great gore, great acting, great direction. Uh, just awesome, awesome action. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about them because uh, not only is Karando awesome, uh, Karando is a good friend. So I uh, will definitely be promoting his stuff. Uh, and the last time we chatted with Karando, he's not going to be on with me. I'm just going to be talking about him, about how great he is. But uh, we actually had Karando on uh, a couple years ago, the episode called Karando Kill. It was awesome. We talked about Karate Kill when it first came out. So very excited to talk, to, uh, to talk about Karando. But uh, we got a few things coming up in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, Throw It On Thursday is coming out uh, in two days. And this week, we're going to be discussing the films and TV shows and whatnot that we are most excited about seeing this year. Uh, might give a top 10 or top 20, or maybe we won't even have a specific numbered list because we'd always end up uh, adding honorable mentions anyway. So why does it even matter? Uh, but it's our show, so we can do whatever we want. Um, and we make the rules. So... Bam. But uh, I want to tell you about a couple of new things that are going to be coming out, uh, especially on the Dorkening Network. Um, the Dorkening has a couple of new shows. Obviously, um, the, the uh, uh, Retro Redoctopus is going to be joining the network, so you'll be able to see uh, those guys on there. Uh, CSI, the Vegas Files podcast. We had uh, Steven from uh, Super Retro Throwback Reviews a couple weeks ago. Uh, make sure you... Uh, Check him out on both of his shows. The CSI uh, Vegas Files is him and his uh, special lady friend, and they are discussing uh, the TV shows CSI. Uh, go- going um, similar to how our buddies uh, at Best Darn Diddly do their Simpsons review, uh, they're going to be doing a CSI Vegas review. Um, we also have Boobs, Blood, and Badasses, the Hammer Horror podcast. Um, our good friends over at Amalgamania are going to have two shows. Uh, there's the Amalga Review, where they review various things, comics, movies, whatnot. And the Amalga Files, uh, Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind, which uh, Ashes and I came up with that, uh, the name and the, the little subtitle there. So 
that is recording their first episode tomorrow. So if you're listening to this the day that it drops, uh, you can reach out to uh, the folks at Amalgamania and you can uh, leave a voicemail. You can leave a, uh, a message. You can call them. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the number really quick because uh, I think it's fun. I've called in a couple of times to talk some Star Wars stuff. Uh, the number is 443-365-1340. So follow Amalgamania, uh, your place for char- character carnage, on Facebook. And uh, you'll see a lot of the posts. They posted it to uh, our Facebook group, Throwdown Thursday, uh, Geek Life HQ, Geektopia. Uh, definitely check those guys out if you want to contribute to their uh, discussion. They're going to be talking about uh, afterlife and life after death, stuff like that. Check them out. Uh, that's going to be their first episode ever. I'm definitely going to leave them a voicemail. Uh, we've also got, we've got so many shows. We've got a Dork Physique, Amalga Files, Amalga Review, Black and White Fright, Boobs, Blood and Badasses, CSI, The Vegas Files Podcast, Cinema, Dorks, The Podcast, HXC, Nursing Home, uh, Retro Redoctopus, Secret Underground Hideout. This show, Splash Pages, The Comic Book Club, Super Retro, Throwback Reviews, The Audio Files, That Strange Show, The Dorkening, The Horror Scott Squad Podcast, Throwdown Thursday, and The Wicked Horror Show. So there's so many different things on the Dorkening Network. Also check out thedorkening.com if you don't remember any of the names I just said and you kind of zoned out as I was saying them. But a couple things that are coming up in the uh, next week or so. Uh, This Thursday, Ashes and I will be recording with Anthony T of Anthony T's Horror Show. uh, We had Anthony T on a few weeks ago to talk some Star Wars stuff with us. That was a good time. Um... On Monday, if you are in the Boston area, uh, at the Brattle Theater, which you can go to the Brattle Theater website and you can get tickets for this, there is a screening of the movie Crawl, which Ashes and I have raved about uh, over and over again. Uh, the character of Haley, played by Kaya Scodelario, was my favorite character of 2019. Uh, it's also going to be playing uh, a double feature with Ready or Not, and Grace from Ready or Not was my number two character from 2019. So definitely uh, check that out. Not only for the movie, but Sean and Michael Rasmussen, local guys who wrote this film, uh, Crawl, are going to be in attendance and they're going to be doing a Q&A session. So here's your chance to talk to some folks about you know, uh, how they work on this, how they made their, their screenplay into a real film, how they... Or into reality, I should say, because I'm not saying that this is more real than anything else, but how you turn a screenplay into reality. Um, how, you know, they've worked with John Carpenter. So they've done a lot of stuff. Like, this wasn't their first gig, but this was definitely uh, one of my favorite films of all last year. And uh, it got a lot of really good reviews. So check that out if you can. Um, this week, uh, this past Sunday, I'm not sure when it's going to go up. But uh, Leo and I interviewed Harley Wallen of um, <clears throat> of the film uh, Eternal Code, which uh, just came out and I really, really enjoyed. And uh, we had a real great uh, conversation with him. So check out his film uh, Eternal Code. If you look at him up on uh, look him up on Amazon, he's got a bunch of films up there: um, Moving Parts, Betrayed. There's some really good stuff in there, so check check him out. Check out his work. 
And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I talked about Amalga Files, Anthony T, Quell Screening, uh, preview for next week. And I think that's about it. Um, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm glad I can kind of get back into my normal swing of things with the uh, types of episodes and the definitely the length of episodes that uh, that I want to get back to. No more uh, three-and-a-half, four-hour shows. I mean, I'm not going to say that it won't ever happen again, but uh, we're going to try and keep those to a minimum. I'm thinking 35, 40 minutes max for uh, for you folks. So, uh, of course, we have to end every show with a fun shark fact. And today, um, as most most of you know, uh, if you know stuff about sharks, one of the things that they have to do all the time is they continually swim. They don't have uh, swim bladders like a, uh, a fish would, so like they can't just stop swimming. And this is especially true for the larger sharks, whale sharks, makos, great whites, bull sharks. But there are certain sharks like uh, the bottom dwellers, like angel sharks, nurse sharks, that have uh, a special organ called a spiracle, S-P-I-R-A-C-L-E. You know, sounds like miracle, spelled almost the same. A spiracle, which pulls water into their respiratory system while they rest. So if they're just, like, sitting at the bottom, you know, because some of them are uh, ambush pet predators, like a, a webagong. Um, you've seen some of these on the bottom, uh, I'm sure, in nature documentaries and and things of that nature. Um, it is also used uh, to help breathe while sharks are eating, because, as you know, sharks don't really have uh, functioning nostrils uh, the way you and I do. Like, if we're stuffed up, we can breathe through our mouth, and if we're eating, we can breathe through our nose. That's kind of what they do. They have this little uh, this little organ that's right behind their eye, and so what it does is it, it pulls the oxygen in oxygenate their brain like right away so it doesn't have to go through a whole bunch of systems like it's not going through their gills and up into their brain it's just going right into their brain so they can react quicker because that's the type of predator they are they're not going to chase something down they're more likely just going to jump out at something that's kind of crawling by so awesome Uh, i want to thank you for joining me yet again and uh as always i am the podcaster but as the listener you are my chum have a great week folks Have a great week, folks. I don't know why I always mess that up.